0: Hey, real quick, Craig here. If you're looking to take your six-figure business to seven figures and beyond, let's talk to see how the Built to Scale program can help you grow your business without sacrificing your personal life. Head to BuiltToScaleHQ.com to to set up your one-on-one call with me. Welcome to Built to Scale, where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs just like you about what it takes to build a thriving business without sacrificing your personal life. My name is Craig Severinsen, and I help people make more money working with better clients while also working less. And now I'm sharing it all with you. Let's dive in what's up everybody and welcome to episode eight i'm really excited about this episode because we're speaking with jeff coleman who is just a fantastic copywriter and storyteller and he works with really high-end clients uh experts in their fields you know he's working with some of the top names and we talk about how he's growing his business i think you're going to be really impressed by the stuff we talk about so number one that i want you to look out for is jeff actually talks about his number one marketing platform For growing his own business and attracting clients, and I think it's going to surprise you what that platform is. Number two, we talk about the importance of growing your personal brand so that your expertise and authority precedes you in your marketing. And then number three, we talk about doing things at the right time and how that can make or break your business. This is a fantastic episode, and I'm really excited to share with you. Let's dive in. I think we were already connected, but the last time we talked, I, I love this story because I think it speaks to who you are as a person. Uh, COVID had just started to really hit. And I remember thinking, seeing all these entrepreneurs shutting down and being like, well, I'm just going to bury my ha- head in the sand. And, uh, I wanted to do something to kind of encourage people to move forward. And I reached out to you and a bunch of other people and I said, Hey, let's do a summit and like every day, just give really practical tips for people to like, keep moving forward right now so that they don't just lose everything. And you were the first, one of the first to just step up and be like, yes, 100%, I'm on board. And so that was the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for those that uh, don't know you, give us a little bit of background, like what do you do, uh, what's your business, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, primarily a uh, copywriter. So I'm the guy that writes emails, uh, that writes websites, things like that. That's mostly what I do. Mostly for personal brands and thought leaders, experts, those types of folks been picking up a lot of authors lately as well so just folks that are experts in what they talk about uh, in their field but not ne- necessarily in marketing so that's where I come in to help them um, although lately as well I've been doing a, a bit more coaching a bit more on the, the personal brand building side for folks mm. uh, which ties in with with my niche who I who I write for uh, as well but people that are a bit earlier stages who want to build their brand and all that as well. So that's mostly what I do is some writing, some coaching, a whole lot of fun. Cool. So I want to dive into like, uh, let's go back to like the beginning,
0: right? Like, so what got you into writing copy? What, why do you, why you serve the people that you're serving? Like what got you where you're at? What drove you?
1: Uh, what drove me? Well, I was one of those kids who, uh, I'll go way back on the therapist couch and all that. I was one of those kids who stood behind my mom's leg and was shy and nervous to talk to anyone. Um, I had a a brother who spoke more than enough for both of us. So I never talked until I was about five years old. Uh, and I went to school and discovered this thing called writing. And I, I found out, Hey, I could actually have a voice here. I could create stories, tell stories, uh, make myself a hero, have fun adventures, all that with, with writing. So that was my first uh, adventure, if you will, into this thing called writing. And then uh, always enjoyed it, always loved it, uh, always liked escaping into whatever world I could create. And then as a, a young adult, and then later on in, in whatever stage, a bef- little bit before midlife maybe, uh, figuring that, hey, I can actually help other people figure out their stories and, yeah. and write that for them as well. So started a long time ago, my love for writing, and it just seemed like a natural transition to make as a career. That's
0: really interesting um, that writing was first an outlet for you just for expression, right? To be heard and to have a voice. Is that something that still plays into your business? Like, do you Do you look for people that are maybe a little bit needing that voice or is it like how does that play into today right
1: so it it depends is the lame answer so people who are still figuring out what their brand is like that coaching side of things they really need help still figuring out what that message is what that story is that they should uh talk about that they should speak to that will connect with their audience um the folks that I write for have career, most of that living. They know what they're talking about, so they don't need as much help with the message or the stories or figuring that part out. But they do need help with uh, packaging that well to to convert an audience, to build an audience, uh, to get their audience to buy their book or buy their product or whatever. So I work with both, with folks who are figuring it out, folks who, who have figured it out but need help with the writing part. Um, but building a message, building an audience is always important.
0: That's really interesting. I think that it's hard for, at least in my experience, it's hard for uh, people to understand what their voice is in business. Like, I think I, it's hard for people to understand what their voice is, period, but their voice in business, you know, so how hard is it for you to like draw that out of them or to help them identify that? Is that a difficult process or something pretty quick for you? Uh,
1: it, again, it depends. It depends on the person. It depends on how um, how willing they are to go into that conversation right so if they're like like me as a recovering pastor it's uh you know we hold things pretty tight because we're used to towing the company line folks mm-hmm. who worked uh maybe in the military or folks who worked in uh legal professions or wherever where they had to toe the company line and be careful careful about what they said um that's still hard for them as they're building this personal brand to try to figure out can i really lean into this can i really tell that story or uh, or do i have to hold back so helping helping people giving people the permission to to lean into that can be difficult at first but once you find it once people give themselves that permission uh, to lean into their own stories then it it usually comes pretty pretty quick uh, at least to the point where we can start playing around with it and and molding it a little bit more
0: I imagine that's pretty powerful once they make that transition because I I think that's what, uh, you know, B2B, B2C, it's all h to h right? It's all human to human. And I think once you you allow yourself to be you, you know, the phrase I use a lot is, like, be aggressively you. Like, once you can be aggressively you, that's when business really starts to take off. That's when, like, it becomes exciting. Yeah, and
1: that's the power of a personal brand too, right, is – uh, you are building an, a relationship with your audience. you know I, so I podcast. I don't know who my audience is really all that well, but they know who I am. I tell stories of my life. I tell I give them insights into how I think. Uh, we're building that relationship even even though um, even though I can't see them or, or talk to them, they can hear me and talk to uh, talk with me in that sense. Uh, so I get to be be aggressive. Um, was that Rihanna or something? I forget. But uh, right, I get to be aggressively me towards them, uh, which is powerful because it it does something that no corporation, that no no big agency or anything like that can do, and that's actually build a personal relationship with your audience one to one instead of instead of a big group.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you've had this experience cuz it's both flattering and kind of trippy and creepy at the same time where it's like I've run into people, you know, I even went to a conference just a couple of weeks ago and someone came up to me and they had been watching my YouTube videos and they had been like <laughs> engaging in my trainings and my content and they're like having a really intimate conversation with me and it's like it's almost affronting because they're at a level where it's like they've got a personal relationship so it's like they're standing closer to me they're leaning in and i mm-hmm. don't know them so like my inclination is to lean out but i think that that's the it's it's creepy because it's like a stranger who like knows you and you don't know them right <laughs> yeah. but it's really cool because that's that's authority that's like why you do this sort of things is to is to cut down that time between you know i didn't have to go up to that person and like introduce myself and build a authority like they came to me pre-disposed to asking me really pertinent questions about their business
1: because they had already gone through that process. Yeah, and and your reputation has gone before you, right? Yeah, even, totally. even even though you with that individual, you didn't personally uh, reach out and build your reputation with them as an individual, but your reputation in general as a whole has gone before you and entered the room and said whatever you wanted it to say before. You ever entered there. Uh, I've got a buddy who who uh, he's a podcast producer who talks about um, the the intimacy of of podcasting specifically for him, but that personal brand, the mm-hmm. stories we tell, the relationships we build with an audience, um, that in many cases, like we he says, we've been naked together because so many people like listen to podcasts like in the shower. Yeah um, it's a <laughs> bit too intimate, probably like way too intimate. but, um, yeah, they, they've, they've welcomed you into that space. Maybe not. We can just, take that yeah, 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 so. way too far, but they welcomed you into that space where they could, uh, where they are building that trust with you before you've ever spoken an actual word face to face with them. It's, it's powerful stuff. So, yeah, that's, it's true. And it's interesting. So here's, I'm getting curious
0: here. So you just talked about how you're written word type of guy emails, yeah. are your jam, you know, but you're doing podcasts. So like why, uh, you know, talking about your personal business, why, uh, is podcasts in the mix there? Is that like your main marketing or is that just a piece of it? Like
1: how does that fit into everything for you? Pretty much my main marketing piece. Yeah. Uh, and it's been very interesting and, um, heartening to see it grow too, where people know me, the messages that people send on Instagram or wherever people feel like they know me better, uh, better than they used to. So, uh, yeah, that's that's mostly what I lean into nowadays. Is is uh, growing my audience. I also use my podcast as my excuse to grow my own expertise. Like I, I dive into material I wouldn't usually touch because it's it's uh, it's causing me to really grow as a writer as well. And so as I'm going along that journey and teaching people through that journey, they're they're learning it too. But the beauty of it is then they, as I'm learning and doing it selfishly for my own purposes, they're seeing me as the expert. They're seeing me as the authority who's helping them figure this stuff out for themselves, too. So, um, I've also just recently started up uh, a whole second episode per week thing because I couldn't handle just one, I guess, uh, where it's uh, interviews every single week on top of the solo episodes. and so now I'm also building my network. Oh, cool. um, and again, introducing uh well building my network but also introducing my network to other folks again which just builds my authority uh, and expertise in their minds uh, that i can use to serve them but also leverage later on uh, cool. in a selfish in a selfish way
0: so <laughs> since we're since we're talking about it what's the what's the name of the podcast just in case someone wants to go check it out what what's the name of it Absolutely. where's that
1: it, it is the psychology of copywriting podcast okay cool yeah and is that I'm just go on?
0: just anywhere podcasts are on oh, your or favorite
1: it's... podcast player. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Very cool. So I, you know, I love that. And, and I think that, I think that's true of any like brand building marketing, you know, whether you're blogging or you're, uh, you on YouTube podcast speaking, but there's something about the podcast. Cause you know, I, I've recently, this we're on my podcast right now, right? Like I've recently kind of dipped taken the dive into that. And what surprised me about podcasting versus like, uh, YouTube, which I've been on for years or, or LinkedIn or Facebook is that, uh, people are reaching out to me and telling me the impact it's had, which Mm. has not happened to me on other platforms. And I think that it just, the intimacy of being in the bathroom with them in the car with them you know, like that—that's where they're watching and listening to these things. I think there's a big power there. So it's—it's it's been an interesting journey for me, at least. Yeah,
1: or hearing their kids yell in the background. In my case, maybe <laughs> the microphone doesn't pick that up. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's—it's it's so powerful because you're—you're you're doing life together, really. Right? You're doing it while you're getting dinner ready, while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're working out, while you're uh, in the shower, like we talked about, right? So it builds that intimacy with—with with an audience that can't be replicated anywhere else. That I've come across. Um, and it's, it's interesting, too, how an app like Clubhouse, which has kind of died off uh, a little bit, um, but it's, it's interesting that this audio forum has, has kind of started to, to pick up some steam that, oh, we don't just want just video or just text, but there's something about hearing someone's voice and being able to connect with them that way um, that's, that's unique.
0: Yeah. And like the future of, uh, think about all these voice, um, activate, you know, Alexa, Google, right? Like, uh, Siri, Mm -hmm. all of these technologies, like that's going to be start being, that's going to start as those get better and better. That's going to start being more of a part of our life. You know, when your refrigerator starts talking to your car, starts talking to (laughs) your, you know, Alexa, and you're just like, you know, put on put on jeff in the car or at home mm-hmm. in the shower and then it transitions to your car as you're walking out the door you know like that's gonna just start being more and more of our life which is it's cool it's cool creepy but cool yeah <laughs> totally yeah i'm all about the I, I don't know if you're it's called the internet of things right where it's like uh, all the things are connected on an internet that we don't interact with like you're if you have a smart whatever it's talking to your other smart whatever i'm all about that man if, if i can if on my drive home uh the fridge can tell my car we're out of milk and as I pull up my watch tells the house to turn on the lights I'm yeah. all about that I think that's cool stuff
1: uh it's living life as the Jetsons right we, yeah. we finally get to experience what it's actually like uh, I mean there's there's certainly privacy issues and whatever but I think overall it's just really cool uh that we can get to live life this way it seems it seems pretty awesome to me so as you
0: as speaking of the future as you look towards the future where are you taking your business like what's on the horizon for
1: you that is a fantastic question. I'm trying to figure that out, what the next step is. So I, I try to, I'm trying a membership site right now where people can can join in on that, getting copywriting resources and all that stuff. Um, I'm not loving it as much as I thought I would. Like it, it's, it's useful, it's helpful for the folks in it. Uh, I thought it would just be the next phase that I would totally dive into and just love it. I like it, I don't love it. So uh, it's not that. I think honestly, my next step is just going back into writing, or, or not that I ever left it, but uh, uh, getting back into uh, getting those, for lack of a better term, like high-end clients who need the, who need me to write for them. Yeah, uh, that I can invest in that project because that's what I'm like most. Not not a a one-off project that I can, you know, write a homepage for, but an actual like full-on launch or full-on. Something for for an authority, uh, for an expert that I can really dig my teeth into and and do for the next you know three four five months. Um, That's what I really want to get back into is is serving those folks who can then serve their audience really well, Uh, and they've got a big audience, so they can serve a lot of people really well. That's what I want to get back into most. That's cool.
0: Yeah, and I I can totally I totally relate to that because I went down that same path a few years ago. I launched a membership and I filled it you know a a good amount and then was like. You, what I, so things I don't tell you about memberships, right? Number one is to grow it. Like you need resources to throw behind it. You need you need money for ads. You need to really dedicate your business model to that. And mm-hmm. then uh, number two is uh, lots of people normally means not much uh, implementation, right? You know what I mean? Like you get mm-hmm. lots of members into this group, and some of them will have home runs. Uh, yep. Some of them. Uh, will completely fail. You know, those are just small percentages, but it's like a bell curve. Most of them get mediocre results. And for me, I just I hated it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you're working so hard, but because there's not enough one-on-one attention or because you're working with just a huge pool of people. Yeah. Membership sites really suck a lot out of you. I think that they're really good. Uh, one, if that's your, if that's your passion and you can dedicate mm-hmm. your whole business to that. Awesome. Two, if you have, you're at a level where you're like, past the seven figures like you're a million dollar business and you can throw team and add mm-hmm. money behind it then it's a good move otherwise I'm with you man like stick with the high impact higher ticket it doesn't have to be you know $30,000 to work with you but higher ticket and you're going to get more impact you're going to have a lot more fun you're going to have great relationships with your clients
1: I'm in the same place as you are I love that stuff the clients that I work with the $30,000 clients those those folks they're invested they're experts they're a type persons usually, who want results and want it now and want it uh, the way that they want it, and so that they expect excellence. Whereas the the membership model, and I mean, I've been part of this too as a as a customer. I know, but membership model <laughs> folks are usually not at that level yet, and so they're they're not expecting those great results, so they don't get those great results. Yeah.
0: And I don't, you know, I'm we're sitting here kind of bashing membership models and I don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. I don't necessarily like think they're bad. I just no 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 no, no. I, I get I get really upset when I see like yeah, entrepreneurs yeah. come into <laughs> uh I can totally relate uh for those listening and not watching a kid just ran into the room with Jeff <laughs> and I can totally relate to that. Um it, more than welcome to have yeah, bring bring them on screen. But I I get really upset when I see like uh, you know, people take um the membership or the webinar training or the whatever. And they're trying to grow their business off of these really small sales. And -hmm. like, they're pouring all their time, all their money into it. And they just don't get off the treadmill because every time they make a sale, it's not big enough to make a big enough impact on their business. And they're bleeding clients out the other side. And so it's just Mm -hmm. like, make a sale. It's like one step forward, one step back. It's literally a treadmill. And to me, it's like, let's stop that. And let's start going after bigger clients with more impact,
1: so that you can get traction. And then, if you want the membership, go for it. Right. And that was the, I think, the big mistake that I made. Um, let's try, I'll try to see if this guy'll go. Wait, see <laughs> brother? Um, that's the big mistake that I made. Is is I, for lack of a better term, I burned out from my uh, one of my last big clients, and it. Um, so I was ready to make a shift. Uh, I needed the the mindset break or whatever. But I didn't fill my cupboard with the next high-paying client. I just mm-hmm. tried to pivot right to a membership. Mm-hmm. And so I went from a uh, whatever mul- multiple uh, five-figure client to, oh, crap, I'm making 200 bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> right, with <the> membership <laughs> model. Uh, there was just no um, – the transition was not yeah. smooth. And so that was probably part of two. I don't love the membership model because – It's such a massive shift in income um, when you're working with with high end clients to uh, a membership model that, you know, in startup mode doesn't make tons of money right off the bat. So, um, yeah, that that was a mistake that I made that I think people can probably learn from. Have a a better balance if you're going to do if you're going to make the transition, do it better than I did it. You know, I did, you're, you're, you're telling my exact story.
0: Cause I did the exact same thing. I went from really high end clients to one month to web automated webinar and membership the next month. Like it was like, mm-hmm. and I went from a multiple six figure business to the last month I was running it like a year later. Like I, I dedicated a whole year to this model. I made like 200 bucks one month yeah. and I've got a family of six, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like, it was like panic mode. And, uh, that's when I learned all those lessons that we've been talking about. It's because it does work. You just have to be at the right stage of mm-hmm. business for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's unfortunately I call that my million dollar m- lesson because it probably is what it cost me. But like, that's uh, that's the lesson you got to learn is do the right things at the right time. And don't try to rush to be okay with being where you're at. Like it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, and Absolutely. whose definition of big or successful are you going by yours or what you think it should be, like what everyone else is putting on you,
1: right. and there there was an ego thing, too, for me. I don't know if there was for you. I, I'm sure you have no ego. whatsoever. oh no, not right. at but all. Not, not at all. At all. <laughs> um, just like Moses, you're the most humble man of all time <laughs> he wrote. He wrote about himself. Um, uh, like the the ego play was that I thought, oh, my I have an audience now. I have this podcast that's, you know, growing. I have these great names that i can put behind mine of clients that i worked with i'm ready uh, people will just flock to me now you yeah. uh, know i mean I, I didn't put it in quite such flowery terms perhaps but you know i, I figured my audience my network my, my whatever was ready um no it just takes a lot of work actually it doesn't you can't just flip a switch and be like okay network i'm ready for you to bless me with your you know millions of dollars now. No, yeah. it t- takes intentional time and investment. Yeah, it's almost the other way around. It's like, instead of like, I'm ready for you to bless me with my money, it's like, I'm
0: ready to bless you with the opportunity to pay me, right? Like, that's, <laughs> it was the same way for me. I I, yeah. I left and I was like, I'm too good for this now. I'm too good for the one-on-one clients. I'm too good for, you know, like my business has progressed beyond that. And what I realized is that it, it uh, I wasn't and uh, it was mm. not uh, what I expected. So I think totally there's similarities there. I, I want to take a, a stop second and completely switch gears um because i think it's important to just note i 100 percent am about like have a business and a life and the fact that your son just came in you picked him <laughs> up we interacted with them there was no like that is awesome and uh i just want to point that out to say awesome good for you you know but also like for those listening like That is what being an entrepreneur is all about, right? Is like having time for those things that really, really matter. And uh, Jeff just excellently demonstrated
1: it for us, which I love. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. But what I actually struggle with the most, even I was talking with my mother-in-law, oddly enough, uh, like two weeks ago, like I still struggle with when they barge into the office or when they want to go play and I still say, no, I got to get this task done. I have to get this thing done for this client first and then I'll go play. And so, sometimes that's just true. There's a deadline or, or whatever, yeah. but you know, we build our lives. We build our, our business ar- our, around our life so that we can be free to just go play. And I'm still not there of, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll drop this task and just let's go to the playground. You know, that's, that's yeah. not there yet. Yeah. I wish I was.
0: Well, I think that that's a, that's a struggle. That's like ongoing struggle for everybody. But I'll give you like what I do that has really helped me is I have identified, and I'm sure you've done this too, but I've identified those things that need to be done every day for my business, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if I do those things, the business moves forward. That's the marketing, the sales, all the stuff that needs to be done. And I just chunk out the beginning of the day, every day, to do those things. And -hmm. then I've got another chunk of time where it's like, these are the priorities for today. So that when I get to 11 o'clock noon, The most important things, what is this? I guess I'm describing like that eat the toad method or whatever. I I actually never read that, read that book, but it's like, do eat the, eat the toad first thing in the morning, I think is the principle of that book. But, um, like I just get done by 11 or noon, those things that are like most important so that if that happens, I mean, obviously if I got calls or something like that or a deadline, then I can't, but like I've tried to structure most days that if that happens, then I can just take the time off. And excuse me most of the time it's not the kids coming in it's me saying i'm done like i don't want to work anymore i'm gonna go you know uh make dinner or i'm gonna go uh watch a tv show or something that's really helped me i don't know if that's helpful for you but that that has really helped me
1: yeah and i've gotten much better too at i used to come down here every night and you know after the kids were asleep i'd work for another two three four hours uh whereas now we put the kids to bed we watch TV or we go to bed, right? There's no more. uh, So that's been, that's been good. So that's a struggle for everyone. So
0: how did you make that switch? Like, what was it that made you go, you know what, this isn't healthy or this isn't good. I'm going to, I'm going
1: to change it. I wish I could, my (laughs) ego wishes that I could just uh, claim some massive expertise. I'm just old. We get tired now. (laughs) That's mostly what it is. You know, we, We eat dinner, we put the kids to bed. It's mostly then just i'd rather just stay in bed right i'm uh our kids are are young enough where a lot three out of the four want us to like cuddle them to bed which is cool um but it also means you know my body starts to go oh this is comfy and <laughs> i've tried to go back to work after i was so comfortable and it just doesn't produce any good stuff so what? we just we just don't do that anymore we, we go watch tv or, or lay in bed ourselves I
0: can 100% relate to that because I think, you know, for me, leaving my corporate job was 100% my my second son or my second child, first son, was just born and I was sitting in my office being fake busy and I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, seriously, what am I doing? And when you get that, so I don't know, you know, this isn't helpful for those that don't have kids, but when I look at my kids and I look at now what was yesterday seemed like a baby, my oldest is now 11. Like, fast is crazy. Yeah. And to think how fast this, this time flies, man, I want to be as present as I can every step of the way. And that, mm-hmm. to me, is a
1: huge motivator. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, same, uh, similar to my oldest is is 10. And it's it's coming to the realization of, geez, it's not too much longer until uh, he's off to college or, um, you know, in a year or two, doesn't want to hang out with us because we're not cool enough anyway. So, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, taking I, advantage of all we got.
0: I'm totally worried about that day. I see it coming. But Maya, I always joke that Maya, my daughter's been a preteen since she was a, you know, we called her a 3 a four-nager, you know, like four-tween. Cool, Jeff. This has been a great uh, conversation. If someone wants to find out more about you, they want to maybe even work with you, where do they go?
1: Uh, two places, or I'll give you three, actually. Uh, the one is just my website, jeffcullman.com. Uh, uh, the same handle at Jeff Coleman on Instagram. Send me, send me a message there, uh, or, uh, go check out the podcast, uh, psychology of Copywriting podcast too. Those are the three places that I tend to refer people to
0: love it. hundred percent. Thank you so much, chef. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode helped you share with someone who needs to hear it as well. For more information on how you can work with me and great resources for your business, head over to to builttoscalehq.com. Join us next time for Built to Scale. And until then, take some fast, focused, imperfect action. I believe in you. I got your back. We'll talk soon.